This my joint right here. You know what I'm saying? Listen to this shit. Something I heard. It's called Do the Actual Plane. I be thinking of a brother voodoo. You can't source some supreme. Sitting in there, reading some books, cooking up some spells, some potions. You know what I'm saying? Him and his brother. Just rock. Just Agamotto, kind of half open. Let's get that groove going. You know, I got the little candles up. You know, Ding Hell Show might come over. You know, he's all angry all the time. He be chilling. Like, hey, this show ain't done. He be two seven to the side. Like, yeah, he's about to fight this demon real quick. Um, you know, my grandma might come over. You know, it's New Orleans. But who was like, yeah. So supreme, baby. You know what I'm saying? Makes you not strange when doing it like this. They grew on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I don't need one chilling. Go two stepping. Everybody was ruined. He's making ill little spells, you know what I'm saying? He meditating. You got a little soul, so I'm just chilling like, oh, rock. You know what I'm saying? Fighting. No mama. My man shoot my You know what I'm saying? Dude come up. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, dude's like, oh, I don't know if I can really handle this. The groove is too loud for him. I'm saying nightmare come up on his horse. Try to invade his dreams, but you know, the groove will come in with the L thing music. So actual form. Him and his brother. Looking like, you know what I'm saying, like an old kid play or something, you know what I'm saying? You know, can't play when he was out there real young, you know what I'm saying? Like a grown man can't play. You know, little ill steps. Do a little dick on hands. You know, take these fools out. You see, that's not gonna happen. You know why? Because they killed him. They killed Brother Voodoo. How long was Brother Voodoo Sorcerer Supreme? Man, I don't know. Like, what, a year, maybe? He got, like, what? Ark and New Avengers first version where he got, you know what I'm saying, the title. He got uh, ongoing, that was cut to a limited series. Five issues. He had an arc. Then, all the C stuff happened. New Avengers got restarted. First arc, you know what I'm saying? Beasting out, everything changes. Yeah, guess what? He don't make it through the arc. He get killed. And it would make me wonder, like, what was the purpose of making his sources of premiums going to give him a year? What was the purpose of building up Doctor Strange going around not being his source of supreme? And, you know, helping out Tony and dressing in a turtleneck and a blazer. You know what I'm saying? Looking kind of coolish. If you were just going to make him Source of Supreme again. But just in the Avengers. What was it? Why don't you just make up a new character if you was going to kill him? What about the people who actually like Brother Voodoo? Want to see him get a little bit of shine? He don't get no shine. He don't get, he don't get no time to be on top.
you know, what was the purpose of that? I don't know, that's just some of my thoughts, you know, it comes to, when I think of that, you know, listen to that song, do the actual playing, what could have been, Super Fire, Brother Voodoo. been three weeks we've been fully put into the world of young justice the cartoon i think it's what earth 15 or 16 you know they first they did the preview of first two episodes basically as we now know around thanksgiving time now they've you know chopped in half and showed down along with the third episode welcome to happy harbor um, overall, it's a good show. It's probably the best animated action cartoon on TV, especially for the age group. Like, the only thing probably better than that is some anime show. They show them probably like at late night or something. Um, the gist of it, for the people who don't know, is that in this world... Superheroes, Justice League, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they crew, you know, two Green Lanterns, black and white, Red Tornado, Captain Marvel, all them, chilling. But you know, Batman, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Cold Beast that he is, Flash, and uh, Martian Manhunter. I think I'm forgetting somebody. Whatever, they got sad kicks. You know, Robin, uh, Speedy, Kid Flash, Aqualad, you know, Miss Martian. And eventually, basically, they come into a, be a team. You know, the first arc, or the first two episodes, you should say, is that they get this special day where they get to go to the Hall of Justice. Ooh, the Hall of Justice. They get to the joint. You know, after, you know, beasting on some cold villains, each one, at the same time, you know, Batman, he's like, yo, this ain't no coincidence. But, you know, we save that probably a later part of the season. He comes in. All of them, you know, bring the super superhero sidekicks in, and then, like, Speedy Kirk's out, like, yo, this is it. We just get the Hall of Justice? We won't get to go to the satellite? We don't get full membership? Oh, this is played out. Y'all some busters. Deuces. You know, during this time, I'm like, what? What, Ali, how you gonna tell them all about the satellite, son? Can't tell a sidekick about a satellite. You know what I'm saying? Too young for this. Or whatever. Basically, you just gotta go handle some big business. And who's left is Aqualad, Kid Flash, and Robin. Now... They go, it's fire, at Cadmus Labs. End up in some craziness with Double X from freaking the fourth world. And the Guardian, my homie. And then end up running across Superboy. Looking like a cold beast. They might him, you know, usually just in case Superman go crazy. But, you know, eventually, you know, they they get out and... The dude that's in charge, kind of like, no, you can't get out. He, 
you taste himself in the blockbuster and they fight. And let me just say this the fights in this show are epic. You see every blow, every hit, and the after effects of it. Like when a person gets hit, you don't see just a punch and a wow. You know, like a freeze frame. Uh uh-uh. uh. You see the punch, the flyback, the hit of the ground, the roll, the twist. It's like they totally going. They spent. They must be spending mad money. You know what I'm saying? On this extra drawings. And you know some of the characters don't even have the same model between episodes. Like you got know, episode three, Welcome to Happy Harbor, where basically they gotta get used to the base. It starts out with them teaming up with Speedy. He's like, "Yo, we got a base, son." He's like, "Nah, you know what I'm saying? These shows trying to say you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to roll with that." deuces and like dang you know what I'm saying you never won't be satisfied but whatever the whole second episode third episode yo Robin ain't rocking the costume need this kid flash Superboy got a new outfit you know what I'm saying Miss Marshall got a new outfit like dang it's gonna be like this every episode cause you know back in the 90s my man Peter Parker and the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s wore the same gear all the time. The old eighty Spider Man show, Super Friends, Amazing Friends, same year all the time. Batman anime series, yo, Bruce Wayne was rocking that brown suit every time you saw Bruce Wayne. No joke. This joint, man, I already seen Robin in like a couple different outfits. They styling out. Other cool thing about this, Robin's about to go beast out on somebody. All you hear is this crazy laugh. He's kind of like the freaking, the creeper. You just hear this laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. That must freak you out, Gotham. You know what I'm saying? You doing a crime or something. And all of a sudden, you just hear this little kid's laugh. All coming out of nowhere. Then you catch a robin rang in the face. Wow. You know what I'm saying? What that must be like? Then you're like, oh, it's just a kid. You know what I'm saying? We take him. Next thing you know, Batman freaking knee to the back of the neck. Whap, whap. You know what I'm saying? Must be freaked out. Even the rest of the Young Justice was freaked out. All they just saw, like, oh, where Robin go? Oh, they just hear a laugh. He was bouncing. Like, dang, he was right here. Can't flash got super speed. Ain't that something? Yeah, you guys check that out. Come on, Cartoon Network. Real good cartoon. Animation-wise, it is better than Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Which I also like. And it's even better than Ben 10. Which is the jump off. It's up there with that Clone Wars. Please note. Clone Wars will be the only thing of Star Wars. I will give. Any type of credit to. On my show. That and Empire Strikes Back. That's it. That's it. On my movie hustle. Recently. I saw a film called Beautiful by Alejandro Gonzalez and R2 starring Javier Bardem now I want to preface this by saying that the film is a foreign language film it's in Spanish it has subtitles so I can explain this to you it can sound dope whatever if you don't like reading while you watch a movie it might not be for you I would say hey give it a shot it's a great film. One of the best of last year. Seeing I know I saw it in 2011. 
and it came out originally in 2010. So I can see that last year film. But as I said, if you don't like foreign language films, what you gotta read might not be for you. But let's get on to the movie. Um, Mario plays a character called Luxball. He's in Spain. And um, basically, he's a single father. Uh, he has two kids. Uh, a daughter, she's about 10. Uh, a son, who knows, he's younger. He's a little kid. And he's raising them by himself. In a not that great apartment. He's basically a hustler. Um, he's like a middleman. He works with these Senegalese cats who push counterfeit stuff on the streets that he gets from some Chinese cats who like make it in a warehouse or whatever like purses DVDs you know if you've been on the streets you know what I'm saying you walk past something you've been in New York City or somewhere and you see like people on the streets selling stuff you know what that is so that's what he does he like he gets the stuff and he moves it. That's how he makes his money. His hustle. Um, he also has some type of medium or something. Like he goes to like places and um talks to the dead to get their last wishes for their families. He does that and that's that's another little side hustle we got. The crux of the movie is this man trying to Basically, take care of his family. Try to work things out with his ex, or maybe not really ex-wife, but his wife. Then it's separated. She has issues. He's like bipolar. And this is the spoiler alert. You know, he's dying. He got got cancer. Like it's all over the place. Um. So essentially, he's trying to get a lot of money so his kids can be taken care of, and he's just doing. He's pushing it. You meet his brother, um, the Chinese that he works with, like the main guy, and then he has his own plot. And then there's the um, Senegalese cat that he knows is like the main leader of those guys, and um, him and his his girl or wife or whatever and their young baby and for the most part the movie is about Oxball. and but there's some side scenes with the Chinese guy and a gay lover and also it's like kind of an advisor to tell the truth that's probably the weakest part of the film it distracts from the main plot of Oxball and the acting that Bardem is doing and kind of just want to see more of that. The Senegalese part kind of ties back into the main story more. It's like anything that you see with that really does go back to Uxball and what he has to do. Um, I really can't tell you any of the other actors. They have Spanish names. I'm probably going to butcher them. And I don't really know. But everyone is solid. Um, If you've seen Babel or and you as other in R two any other films, you kinda know that he makes a quality film. It's um it's beautifully shot, you get south of the city. Um 
Takes great care showing the face. Putting the scenes together. A lot of it feels very real. It's not a lighthearted movie. It is a serious, serious movie. Um, this is not a film you want to feel great about or feel really happy after seeing. There are light moments of the film, especially with his interaction with his children. Overall, if you like movies like this, you should see it. Um, if it's not for you, if you go for more escapist things, maybe you should you should fall back and maybe not check it out. If you really like to see films, you should really, really check this out. Beautiful. Alright, next up, the next movie I want to talk about is The Mechanic, starring Jason Statham and Ben Foster. It's a remake of an old Charles Bronson film from the 70s. Um, Really, what you've seen in the trailer is what you get. It's an R-rated action movie where Jason Statham plays a character you've kind of seen him play before. The meticulous, well-thought-out professional um, man that does things that, you know, basically are criminal activities like the transporter or with this one, he's a contract killer. So he does hits. Eventually, he takes on a a younger person and tries to teach them the ways, I guess, to, you know, get them out of trouble. After someone important to their lives, his and the boys are um, killed. And you get scenes of shooting in the face, uh, murdering fat people, you know, cult leaders and such, and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. Explosions, jumping off of buildings. It's a full, full R rated film. It's kind of what I would have expected from The Expendables. In terms of the quality of action and putting together the film, sites aren't, you know, super crazy. It has some nice things with slow-mo and the camera work isn't too fast. You can follow everything okay. Um, it's January. Um, you really don't see much in January in terms of action. And we're getting ready to get into the season of romantic comedies. So if you're a person like action movies and you don't want to see... Ashton Kutcher and some lady or, you know, whatever, Gary Marshall project with a whole bunch of people in some weird romantic element or whatever the hell, you can watch The Mechanic and you're going to see Jason Statham be a beast and drive some cars and hem some people up. Now, um, comics, 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 comics. What did I read this week? Oh, I know what I read. I read Buffy season eight, number 40. Now, you know, that's the end of the season. This, you know, basically, the, this was the season finale episode. Let's just say that was the last 15, 20 minutes of the episode. Um, it was an ending I wasn't really expecting. Um, 
there was parts of this season that I thought were cool and parts that I didn't really like. He really, in the end, Joss made it that Buffy is the main character of her comic, really of his whole universe. And I think that toward the end of it actually being on television, I started finding Angel a more interesting character with better motivations and a little bit less selfish, even though he does have his selfish moments. It always felt to me toward the, that the Angel cast and crew had to make more adult choices than Buffy. Maybe because sometimes Buffy always did have Giles. And her friends, who were basically just friends, they always really supported her and backed her play. So, the end of season 8, um, when basically Twilight controlled Angel, or in basically Angel in another persona, you know, there's Angel, there's Angel in the Now there's Twilight, and um, so while he was basically beating the holy snot out of Buffy, you know, I guess they had Giles, all you know, his fatherliness, you know, stopped Xander from getting involved, and um, he got involved in ginormous spoiler alert. He snaps Giles' neck. And in a fit of rage of losing her father figure, she takes the scythe and she splits this egg thing or the seed or whatever, which basically that happened and stops Twilight from, which is basically a new universe, from basically destroying the current universe and making itself into the new universe from the beginning, you know, get rid of old, make a new. Um, somehow that's evil. Don't know. Um, but in the end, she gets rid of all magic. She cuts off the line of slayers. There'll be no more new slayers after all the ones that's currently alive die. Um, I guess. And yeah, and she kind of just curse out. And you know, she freaks and you know, once that happens, all the witches lose their power. Um, demons like get sucked back away. Um, so on the earth is like only like vampires. Like, you know, stuff that's just regularly around. No new stuff is gonna come through and there's no new magic. And Angel he kinda wakes up like, Oh, what's happening? Did we win? He doesn't really know. She's not paying any attention to him because, you know, Giles is dead and and again, you know, you kind of go forward a little bit and you see some things that happen with the Scoobies and, you know, Scoobies don't like Angel again. See, some stuff like that is that like he goes back, like, oh, he, they, whatever. I always had a problem with the way when the show divided, the way the Scoobies kind of treated, like, Angel and his crew of people. Because it seems like they let a lot more crazy stuff in Angel, like dimension hopping. They helped more regular people deal with stuff. 
Scooby just kind of dealt with their own thing all the time. Like, the Scoobies dealt with stuff coming and hitting them. Angel and them kind of went out and proactively got stuff done. But again, I'm talking about the whole Wheaton verse instead of just a comic. It was okay. George Agenti did a great job. He did all the, mostly all the issues, I think. And the story's okay. It wrapped up. Buffy's the Slayer. None of the other Slayers like her. Willow is kind of kind of iffy with her because she's she has no powers now, and she's kind of living with um Buffy. That is, is living with Dawn and Xander. Now, Dawn in a relationship with Xander. For me personally, it's kind of freaking disgusting. It's like R. Kelly and Aaliyah. Um, how about R. Kelly with any teenage girl? Like let's let's put it like this. I am thirty. Xander, going by when the show was made, because I think he started school late. Or stay back once. One of the two. Is my age. But. Those classmates. Were like a year younger than him. Dawn. Is Buffy's little sister. Dawn is a teenager. She may be what. 17. 18 or something. Time you're reading season 8. But. That will make her. 12 years younger than Xander and they're having a relationship and no one thinks that's icky at all really like I wouldn't even want to write that I never even saw them being together I watched every episode of Buffy I'm re-watching Buffy like I don't get how that goes that's kind of icky really nasty they don't even seem like they should be together. Like, you have all this cast, and you're like, hey, you're going to give, like, Xander a bunch of different girlfriends, and then the end's like, hey, let's stick him with the 18-year-old. Hey, like, I don't know. Stuff like that makes me iffy on season nine. It's like, because I really think that if this was a TV show, that wouldn't happen. I think cause most people are like, yo, that's kind of nasty, son. Fall back on that. Um, I'm looking forward to see what happened with the Angel comic. Because I guess somehow or another, it's going to tie in Faith. Because only Faith is cool with Angel. I always kind of thought Faith and Anne was a cooler slayer. And technically, she's the active slayer. Even though she kills some people. But yeah, it was alright right comic. I'm not going to get real too hype all right, over it. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, it's the false fire thing this past week. Because it wasn't, wasn't you know, real talk. Most fire comic last week was like the latest chapter of Naruto. Freaking more zombies, ninjas, and Kakashi being a beast. And then with Kakashi being a beast, makes it far and above better than almost anything else, maybe. Other than One Piece. But yeah. You know. Buffy Season 8 ended well. Pretty good. Pretty good comic, you know. 
a B season, you know. It's not as bad as season four. Sicker. Season five level season. All right. To continue my love fest of Marvel's Capcom 3, as I saw it on my first episode, during that time, we got two more characters. Akuma. If you play any Street Fighter game, you know what Akuma is. Basically, an evil Shotokan Karate Master, the brother of Ryu and Ken's master. And he kind of supposedly took him out. Whatever, you know, it's a secret demon art that can kill a person, whatever. It's the Hell Murder, aka the Raging Demon. He's in the game. He's never really been that serious in these versus games since uh, maybe X Men Chosen the Atom. You know, later on, there was a whole bunch of other characters that was way more powerful, more, way more interesting. What do you expect from some kind of demon karate dude in comparison to like Cyclops that can like shoot robots to death with his eyes? And the other new character is Taskmaster. Taskmaster in his old George Perez original outfit looking like a buccaneer skeletor with a shield and a sword. Man. Man. Looks like he got a bow and arrow because he's doing Hawkeye stuff. He's doing cap moves. He's doing Spider-Man moves. You know, he's just beasting out. It looks like he's going to be real fun to play. And some feedback from my last episode. Let me know that uh, Shuma Grath is in a comic. He's in the new Invaders miniseries. I might have to buy this one issue of this miniseries just because Shuma Grath is in it. We're like three so weeks, three so weeks from the game from being released. I don't know if they're gonna release any more characters. Who knows? Really, I don't care. We all know it's probably gonna be DLC. And if Capcom is smart. Juggernaut will be in that DLC because every game is better when you put the Juggernaut in it. Yeah, it's the Juggernaut, bitch! You wanna know what been bothering me? People talking about this article written by this comedian, Patton Oswalt, talking about how, like, geek culture should die, whatever. I read it, you know, and I read, you know, I've listened and read some of the thoughts some people have against it. But personally, to me, it just sounds like somebody complaining because somebody else got the same, you know what I'm saying, toy you got. Like, who cares that other people knows minutia? You know, uh, I remember growing up, you know, I liked my comics, reading X-Men. You know, I liked my games. I liked sports, too. I knew mass ass about the Chicago Bulls, the guy the basketball player, Michael Jordan. You know, knew all the stats. Horace Grant stats, Scottie Pippa stats, Bill Cartwright. You know, the Paxson, Kerr, B.J. Armstrong, Tony Coach. Rhyming, you know, all that got it in, son. People knew the stats calling out. Oh, you see that game last night? You see, blah blah blah, hit 30 on him. You see, oh man, he had about blah blah steals last night. He had this, that, and the third. Oh, what else you knew? Oh, you, you see them Jordans he had on? You see the colorway he got? Oh, you see them Nikes he got on? That's minutia, people. 
that's my new shit. Hey, you know what? I got kind of salty back when, you know, Nike is on some, oh, let's bring out the fours. Let's bring out the sixes. Let's bring out every single joint from the past. But basically, the entire generation who was too little to really know what a Jordan was. Or now to the point they never really got to see Jordan. They was like babies or whatever. Or they was too young. They might have had baby Jordans on, but they was babies. And they didn't know what they was wearing. Their parents knew what they was wearing. So now they want to relive or have their chances to have some of the best basket shoes ever. It's the same with geek culture. Or if there really is a culture, I don't know if there's any geek music per se. Or any, you know, geek clothing or geek dancing or... It's just, it's just a bunch of saltiness. So yeah, it's it's like you're complaining about, you know, basically a subculture of main American culture. You know, a lot of people knows about film. Uh, isn't that special? You know, did they feel the same way when Blockbuster opened up and they had all these movies you can you can rent? You know, it wasn't that bad. It's like, oh, you know something, and now someone else knows something. I guess back in the day it was a lot harder, but now it's not as hard, and why is that a bad thing? Like, you you feel bad because you're ostracized, and once there's more people that share your views or the things you like, now you're mad? That makes no sense. It's, it's really self-deprecating. A lot of other things aren't really like that. At least in American pop culture. They may say, it's say something sells out. But it's not like, oh, it's dead. It's really dead. Oh, because other people kind of do similar things like we can do. Which is recall random facts of minutia. Of maybe something that's not even that great. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. It's an article of saltiness of an old breed of fan dying and choking on an entire new breed of fan. Bring on a New Year's baby. Alright, that brings us to the close of this show. <clears throat> Thanks everybody for listening. You know, help me, you know, push the, the first episode. I say it's pretty good success. I got some good numbers, some good feedback. Uh, another thing happened, um, Ants reached 100 strips last week, you know, by the time this comes out, it should be on strip 102, thanks to everybody who reads my webcomic Ants, um, you know, pass it on, that was a really hard strip, I made it mad long, pause, you know, um, you had to scroll down a bit, I plan to continue it, you know, twice a week now, Tuesdays and Thursdays at ants.julianlandle.com you know hopefully by the end of the year I'll be at 200 um you can follow me on twitter twitter.com slash julianlandle if you feel like seeing my random thoughts about stuff I usually just get in random twitter debates um yeah those are the main places you can find me I don't know if I'm putting my facebook all up on here you know it's my Facebook. I guess if you find me, you find me. There's like five or six other ones now. Back when Facebook first started, it was just me. It was awesome. You know. Hey. Hopefully you like the closing outro music. You know. 
I don't know what I picked yet, but it's gonna be fine. You know, if you enjoy, you know, the movies I talked about in this episode, Young Justice, and you know, Moments Capcom, you know, the other stuff in my rants. Alright, on that note, I'm out. Deuces. This is how we do it.